Life Audio. How do we develop a growth mindset with eternity in mind? When we talk about a growth mindset, we talk about learning and growing and developing. So often this becomes very self-centered. It's about me. But when we understand eternity, when we realize that what we have right here, right now in front of us is not all there is, that the picture is much larger than what we can put our hands on, that there is an eternal perspective, when we understand that, it changes our desire to grow, our ability to grow, and really the motivation behind growing and developing. It's not about me anymore. It's about God's much larger purpose for me. We're going to talk about that today on the March or Die Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me and looking forward to the conversation today. I will let you know this. I love these conversations where I have the ability just to speak for a few minutes. It's always fun for me to be able to talk, but I love having guests on as well. And next week's episode, I'm not going to tell you who the guest is, but you do not want to miss our show next week. Very special guest that I'm excited to share with you. And uh, just a tremendous conversation. Really looking forward to that. So please make sure you're here next week. Check that out. But if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and do that. You can subscribe right now, wherever it is you are listening from. Go ahead and subscribe. That would be fantastic. And then once you've done that, jump over to jeremystallicker.com, jeremystallicker.com. My name, super easy, jeremystallicker.com. You can find this podcast, another podcast I'm involved with called The Situation Report. My blog is there. Just about everything connected to me you can find on jeremystallicker.com. So please go and check that out. I don't know if you're anything like me. If you are, then you spend a lot of time asking questions only of yourself. If you ever do that, you just wonder stuff. Like, I wonder about this. I wonder about that. I'm always asking questions that I don't necessarily have the answer to, that probably never will have the answer to. Uh, one of the questions that I ask myself, one of the things I wonder often 
is how people that do not have a view of eternity, people who would say eternity is not real, that there's nothing beyond this life, when this life on this planet ends, when the physical that we can uh, touch and feel, that we can experience, when this is over, there is nothing else. People who don't believe in eternity, I often wonder how people who don't believe in eternity or have an eternal view can possibly move forward. This is the March or Die show. I, I talk all the time about the importance of moving forward. And whether you are a Christian or not, a person of faith or not, if you're listening to this, I really do my very best to communicate the reality. And it is a reality. It's a truth that if we're not careful, we will allow the difficulties, the obstacles, the trials of life to prevent us from moving forward. And if you've heard me talk about this, you know that I frame this in the way that stopping, not moving forward, becomes death. Death is not simply no longer breathing. It's not simply being physically dead. That's how we understand death. Death can be living, breathing, going to work, doing the stuff you're supposed to do, but understanding within yourself, knowing that emotionally and spiritually and relationally, there's nothing going on. You're dead. You're existing, but you're not moving forward. That's death. And we need to decide, uh, in spite of the past, in spite of our present circumstance, in spite of how difficult life may be or might have been, we need to decide to march forward. That's putting one foot in front of the other, continuing to move forward. I, I talk about this all of the time. And again, whether you're a person of faith or not, I, I hope that you'll get a hold of that principle. Keep moving forward. However, and I have to throw however in there. However, I personally don't know how someone who believes that this life is all there is can possibly push beyond the difficulties, the hardships, the obstacles, the trials of life. We can do better because we want a better quality of life, but eventually we all come to the end of our life. And in, over the course of time in history, we don't have a lot of time on this planet. It seems like if you didn't believe there was an eternity, you didn't believe there was anything beyond this life, that the most logical, most reasonable pursuit would be peace. It would be avoiding discomfort. <laughs> it would be doing whatever you need to do. Take care of yourself. Because truly, you're just passing time until you die. If there's nothing beyond this, that's all you're doing. You're passing time until you die. So do it peacefully. Do it with as much comfort as possible. Don't rock the boat. Don't do anything hard. Just maintain. So when I say things like, you need to press forward, you need to march instead of staying where you are and die, if you don't have a view of eternity, I can understand why even the concept of pushing forward it may seem very difficult to get your brain around. I know a lot of people who don't believe in eternity, don't believe in anything beyond this life, that do work very hard and push forward. They advance, they succeed. The Bible says about that, what does it profit a man? He gains the whole world and lose his own soul. Again, that's the Bible saying 
what I said a moment ago, you can have everything, but eventually your life comes to an end. So the struggle of marching forward, moving forward, accomplishing when life would be uh, easier lived, staying where you are, kicking into neutral, I get it. But for the person that does have a view of eternity, for a Christian person, a person who understands that life is much bigger than just this, this ball that we all live on, this thing we call earth. Life is bigger than just the tangible, what we can touch and feel. That when we die, uh, that is a marker in time, but it's not the end of time. There is an eternal life that we're all a part of. If you believe in eternity, then just as I wonder how someone who doesn't believe in eternity could press forward, if you do believe in eternity, I wonder how you could live life not pressing forward. See, check this out. When we believe that all there is is what's right in front of us, I get the idea that I don't want to work any harder than I have to or push through this or I've been hurt too bad. I can't do this anymore. I get it. But if you believe that life is more than just what you see, that there is an eternal purpose and an eternal creator and there's a plan on your life, if you believe that, then how do you not march? The Bible, so many wonderful things. I'll share some verses with you today. I want to read a couple right now. There's two. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 19. Uh, the Apostle Paul was writing, and he said this, If in this life only uh, we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. <laughs> I love that. 1 Corinthians 15, great passage of Scripture. But he says, if in this life only we have hope, we're of all men most miserable. He was talking about the the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ in 1 Corinthians 15. And he's making a point to those that he's teaching. If Jesus died and did not rise again, if there's nothing beyond this life, if death is the end, then we are of all men most miserable because we know that's how it works. Hopeless. There's nothing. He goes on to that passage. He explains a lot of things. He comes to the end, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It was in 1 Corinthians 15 that Paul explained, post-resurrection, after Jesus has re had resurrected from the dead, he was seen by more than 500 people. He presented himself to many folks. He, he did some amazing things that people saw for 40 days. It was clear that he had resurrected. He's talking to people about the importance of the resurrection and the hope that's found in the fact, the reality, that there's more to life than what we see. There is an afterlife. There is an eternity. And we can find that in Christ. We have hope, not because of what is here, but because of what is in the hereafter, if you will because of eternity, because of an eternal God and his eternal plan for us. The Bible tells us that God has a big plan for our lives. And again, if we believe that, how could we not continue to move forward? Jeremiah 29, 11, really well-known verse, uh, a verse I love, had a specific application, but generally I think we can draw from that to our own lives that God has a plan for us. He's saying to the nation of Israel, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. 
God in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 29, saying to the nation of Israel, I know you, I think about you, I've got thoughts of peace, I have a place that I'm taking you to. Uh, There is a purpose behind this whole thing. Throughout Scripture, we can follow that same line of thinking from Old Testament into the New Testament, where Jesus uh, tells us he'll never leave us or forsake us. We know that we have an ongoing, growing, forever relationship with God. He has thoughts about us, and they're good thoughts. He has plans, and they're good plans. He has a purpose for our life. And if we know that, if we believe that, how do we not move forward? I would say this. How do we not live with a growth mindset? Have you ever heard that phrase? (laughs) Of course you have. We've all heard it from elementary schools through colleges and other areas of life. Often people talk about a growth mindset. Books have been written about it. Other podcasts have been done on this topic, interviews, people give their lives to talking about this, the idea of a growth mindset. And I really appreciate the concept and the philosophy. I do. It's the idea that in our lives, we should be constantly seeking to grow, having a mindset that is not looking at the challenges as things that will keep us from moving forward, but rather having a mindset that says, all right, what can I learn in this situation? How can I grow in this situation? Regardless of my age, my stage of life, what I've been through, what I'm going through, always an opportunity to grow. That's a growth mindset, and I love it. But as a philosophy, if we're not careful, that growth mindset can become about growth for the sake of growth. On the other side of this conversation, the books that have been written, the strategies that have been developed, to have a growth mindset. On the other side of that, if you remove eternity, it becomes about growing into the very best version of yourself. It's very self-focused. It's very inward-focused. It's drawing the conclusion that if you're always looking for areas to grow, you'll overcome obstacles and you'll be better than you would be otherwise. I could say it this way. It's adopting the march or die mindset and the march or die principles without believing that there's an eternal God who's actually taking us somewhere. I talk about the importance of marching. It's completely surrounded with an understanding, a belief, a faith, a confidence in an eternal God. I want to keep moving forward because I believe an eternal God has an eternal plan for my life. And so I want to continue moving forward. A growth mindset can be that if it's attached to eternity, but it becomes all about me. So arbitrary measure of success, things that don't matter beyond this life. It's a philosophy that says you can be better than you are if you're constantly reading, constantly learning, constantly asking questions. Constantly growing. My only question with that is, what's the end of that? So I like the philosophy. I like the idea. I certainly do. I talk to my kids about this. I talk to others constantly looking for opportunities to grow. I'm talking to you about it. I'm going to give you some uh, very basic steps, things that you can do to grow. But we have to understand this idea of a growth mindset It must be wrapped in our perspective, our view of eternity. Here's what the Bible says about a growth mindset. 
a couple of verses. You didn't even know they were in there. They are. Growth mindset. James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. That word temptations, it, it means trials, difficulties, obstacles. This is life stuff. He said, count it joy when you fall into diverse temptations. It's crazy, right? The Bible's crazy. Crazy statements made throughout the Bible. This is one of them. You need to experience joy. Count it joy. Be excited about the difficulties that you're going through. I won't spend our whole time on this this verse or that phrase. This is not about having an emotional response toward difficulty. Hey, when something bad happens, you should get really excited about it. That's not what we're talking about. This joy, it's different than happiness. It's even different than excitement. It's a a firm, a deep, a grounded belief, a confidence that things are right. Look what he says. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, difficulties. So have a firm, grounded, foundational belief that things are right when difficulty comes into your life. Why? This is the next verse. Knowing this, because of this reason. But the trying of your faith works patience. That passage goes on and it talks about what's developed out of that patience. Here's what, what's being taught in that verse. And there's a lot of other verses, many other things to get to here. But, but here's what he's teaching us. I want you to get a hold of this. Here's what he's teaching. We should not experience turmoil or chaos when we find ourselves in a position of difficulty. Obstacles, trials, even traumas come into our life. They don't feel good. We don't love them. We're not going out and looking for them. But when they come into our life, we shouldn't consider it chaos. It's out of control. Nothing good is happening. Rather, we need to look at those as an opportunity for our faith to be increased, our patience, that is our confidence in God over the long haul, over the long term, to be deepened so that God can do the work that he wants to do in us. The words Growth mindset aren't in that verse, but that's exactly what we're talking about here. James is saying, you need to have a growth mindset. Look at the difficulties as an opportunity to grow. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the Apostle Paul is writing, and he tells those that he's writing to, transform your mind. Look at the world different than everyone else does. You want to be conformed to what God has for you. You have to look at the world different. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Did you get that? He said, we don't faint. Why? Because even though the outward man may be tired, it may perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, we're looking toward the end, not what is right in front of us. The things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We need to have a mindset that says what's going on in my life is an opportunity to grow with eternity in mind and with an eternal God 
I understand that there is a plan bigger than this moment, and I'm not going to let the difficulties and the obstacles and the trials of this moment keep me from moving inward. With an eternal perspective, how do we develop a mind that says, I want to grow, I want to develop, I want to be all that God has created and called me to be, I want to continue to move past the obstacles and the difficulties. I want that growth mindset with an eternal perspective. How do I do that? A couple of very practical things here, and I just want to give these to you to think about. The first thing you can do is embrace challenges. (laughs) Embrace challenges. Uh, Man, I, I look at things sometimes and I think, if this wasn't so hard, <laughs> this would be a lot of fun. I like to challenge myself. I like to put myself in challenging situations. But often challenges come into my life I didn't ask for. And when I see them coming and I know that I'm going to have to deal with them, I just kind of sigh, breathe deeply, and think, oh, no, what can I do to avoid it? We need to instead embrace challenges. Now, this isn't going out and looking necessarily for hard things to do. And I think we should do hard things. I sign up to do hard things. This isn't looking for trouble or asking for trouble, but it's embracing the challenges that come into our life. Rather than avoiding challenges, we're actively seeking opportunities to learn and to grow. I have known a lot of people over the years, and and, and even people that I know right now, who work jobs and accomplished great things, and then they got to a point in their life where they stopped caring, maybe they retired. And it is amazing how quickly we can find ourselves in decline mentally, even physically. If we're not looking for new challenges, embracing new challenges, and seeking opportunities to grow. Embrace new challenges. Do not look at challenges as something to be avoided. Embrace new challenges. Don't say, well, I've been challenged in the past. I've done other hard things in the past. Now I'm just going to relax. There's a time for rest, but rest, it needs to be viewed as an opportunity to regroup, refit, rest, so we can go out and embrace those challenges and continue moving forward. Embrace the challenges. Here's a second one that I've talked about before, but it it stands to uh, be inserted right here. Emphasize effort and persistence in your life. Embrace challenges, but then emphasize effort and persistence. A really, really bad habit that every human everywhere has, I think, is that we define success somehow. It's typically arbitrary. Winning, certain amount of money, the type of job, the, the spouse, whatever. We define success. We go for that. If we don't get what we said was the measure of success, we're a failure because we didn't succeed. Maybe we'll try again. Maybe we'll lower the bar. Maybe we'll uh, abandon that and go do something else. What we need to emphasize in our life is effort and persistence. I've talked an awful lot about this. We need to say, I cannot do anything about the result. But what I can do is work as hard as I'm capable and persist. Continue on. This is at Hebrews 12.1. Run with patience the race that is set before you. I can do that. And I need to emphasize effort and persistence. Take your arbitrary measure of success off the table and understand that if you are putting 100% of yourself into 
whatever endeavor you're involved in, your effort is there, and you're persistent, you're going at it over the long haul, then the success you desire, (laughs) it, it will be produced because of your work. Instead of saying, I want to have a successful marriage, invest in your marriage and be committed over the long haul, over the long term. Refuse to quit, refuse to get up, uh, give up and invest. You're going to have a great marriage. Or raise good kids. We can't decide, decide for our kids how they're going to behave, if I know that. But you know how you parent well? Not by setting some arbitrary measure. If my kids go to this college or get this job or do this thing that I've been successful, don't do that. Emphasize rather working hard, focusing on your kids, being in it for the long term. This applies to every area of life. Emphasize effort and persistence. The next one, and this is important, learn from failures. You've heard the phrase, you either win or you learn. You've heard that phrase before. We enjoy learning much more, or or, uh, winning rather, much more than we do losing. We enjoy winning much more than we do losing. That makes a lot of sense. The problem with winning is that we seldom learn from a win. Now, there may be times, but most of the time, when we win, we've won, we move on. When we lose, we have some kind of a failure in our life. It's such an incredible opportunity for us to learn. And more than that, it redeems, it adds value to that quote-unquote failure. We're not a failure because we failed. It's just part of life. But when we do fail, when we don't succeed the way that we had hoped, when we don't win, we have such an incredible opportunity to learn. And if we look at failure, those moments where we didn't get everything we had hoped for, as an opportunity to learn, then we never really fail. We're learning. That's what a growth mindset's about. It's stepping back, saying, wow, that didn't work out the way that I had hoped. What could I have done different? What should I do different next time? What can I learn from this? Learn from your failures. Here's another one. Adopt a not yet mindset. Adopt a not yet mindset. uh, mindset. Instead of saying, I can't do this, adopt the mindset that says, I can't do this yet, but I can learn and improve and grow. Talking to someone a little while ago, not that long ago, along these lines, and how for many, many years, there were some areas that I discounted myself. Some specific areas, not important to this conversation, but I discounted myself. I said, I can't do that, or I don't have a natural gift for that, or that's not my thing. It took a lot of years, but I finally got to the point where I looked at that, in part because I needed to be good at those things, where I had to say, I can learn. Maybe I don't have a natural gift for that, but I can learn, and I can grow in those areas, and I can do that. You know what? I'm not the best in that area, but I can do it. It's getting into this mindset that says, maybe I'm not there yet, but I need to put in the work and I need to learn and I need to grow. It's a not yet mindset. Next, seek out feedback. This is important. Something we all hate to do. Get feedback. Reading a a great book right now by John Maxwell on uh, communication. I think it's called the 16, I think it's called the 16 Laws of effective communications. One of his newest books, I think it's his newest book right now. Um, 
great, great book on communication. Incredible book. John Maxwell has written the best-selling books in the world on leadership. He's written several books on communication. He communicates hundreds of times a year, a year even into his 70s. Uh, has taught thousands of communicators. And, and part of what he talks about in his process, and it's always been a part of his process, is getting feedback. <laughs> he has a team of people that listen to him speak, and when he's done speaking, he sits down with them and says, what could I have done different? What worked? What didn't work? What should I adjust for next time? Always seeking feedback. Spends a lot of time in that book just explaining the importance of feedback. And and man, it is. Why is John Maxwell John Maxwell? And some of us are just trying to figure it out. <laughs> because he understands the value of bringing other people into his life, getting feedback, letting them speak truth. Find the right people. Find people that care about you. Find people that will be constructive in that process. But seek feedback. Ask for feedback. Learn. Grow. Humble yourself enough to get feedback. Um, training jiu-jitsu and kids all training jiu-jitsu, and it's such an interesting process, the process of learning jiu-jitsu. There's not a fixed curriculum exactly. There are a lot of um, positions and moves and things that, that most practitioners know, but there's not a, a curriculum. There's not a book that anyone's following. Things change and things adjust and people do things differently. They teach it how they do it and someone else might do it different. Strange, strange process. But it's an effective process. And part of what makes it effective is it's it's a process of constantly getting feedback, constantly. Something's taught, it's practiced with another person. There's feedback given. That worked, that didn't work. Try this, try something else. Constantly refining through feedback. We need to constantly grow and constantly develop making feedback a part of our lives next. This is a good one. goes along with that. Surround yourself with positive influences. I absolutely believe in mentor, mentor, mentoring, mentorship, uh, being a mentor, receiving mentorship, counsel, getting feedback. I, again, I've written about all these things. I've talked about all these things. But you need to surround yourself with positive influences. You need people in your life who can mentor, who can encourage who can give feedback, who can counsel, that have your best interest in mind. Surround yourself with the right people. It is amazing how quickly a bad attitude spreads and how quickly an attitude that is anti-growth mindset can take hold if you're around those type of people. If you're around people who are saying, you can't do more, you can't learn more, this can't happen, that can't happen, we can't accomplish that, then that's what you're going to become. Surround yourself with positive influences. And then finally, you need to embrace lifelong learning. Some of the most brilliant people that I've personally known in my life are people who, even late into their lives, are reading new books, asking questions. It, it's, it's always amazing to me. I, I laugh to myself a little bit when I talk to someone who's in their 80s, and they'll tell me about a podcast they just listened to, some book that they just read. Lifelong learning, constantly growing, cultivating a curiosity and desire to learn new things. Grow in your mindset, grow in your desire to grow and to learn, but don't do it for yourself. Do it for the fact, the reality, that an eternal God has an eternal plan for you. And as you grow and as you learn, you can be conformed to his image, conformed to his will, and accomplish what he has said 
before you. Apostle Paul said this in Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 10. He's summing up his life. He's coming to the end of it, sums it up. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul summed his whole life up by saying, I'm continuing to learn, and I'm continuing to grow, and continuing to understand, and I'm pressing forward so I can fully be what eternal God created me to be. We need to have a growth mindset with an eternal perspective. Don't ever stop growing. Don't ever stop learning. Always moving forward. Hope that's a thought that is helpful to you. We are our own worst enemy on this thing. Make a decision that regardless of what's in front of you or what's happened in your past, you will continue to grow and go for the glory of God. Appreciate you listening today. Take some time to subscribe. Go to jeremystalliker.com and then jump over to lifeaudio.com, lifeaudio.com. You can find this podcast, of course, and many other great podcasts. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to talking to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate His acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.